Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Let's go Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks 128-120 are advancing to face Philly in the second round here. We're going to follow today's podcast a little differently. Uh, Instead of going through some of the positives, some of the negatives, uh, we're going to talk real quick. I'm going to say one word about the negatives and then we'll dive into player of the game. We'll run through all the positives and talk about Philly here. This is a game, it was not pretty all the way through. Uh, However, we won the series. We're moving on. I want to talk about the important stuff here. Uh, Defense is an absolute mess. Absolute mess, this game. Uh, Gave up 120 points to the Hawks. Uh, We gave up 33 points in the third. Fourth quarter, Celtics clamped down, though. So that's the one negative you can take from this. Trey Young, first half absolutely torched the Celtics had 25 points at halftime ended the game with 30. So there's my negative defense terrible through most of the game. However, they turned it up and played excellent defense in the fourth quarter. That's it. We're going to wrap things up on the negatives, Uh, but to get things started, as far as player of the game goes, you got to give it to Jalen Brown in this one for getting hot and staying hot pretty much throughout this game. Really, really solid overall performance from Jalen Brown in this. And you can't take much away from Jason Tatum either. He also had an incredible game, a couple of huge defensive plays down the stretch as well. Uh, But Jalen Brown, when the Celtics really desperately needed buckets uh, late in this one, it was Jalen Brown that came up huge. And when you talk about pace of play, we've talked about that all series long about pace of play being the most important thing. Jalen Brown must have had 15 of his 32 points in transition tonight. The guy was just attacking over and over and over. And this is the way that he needs to play. It's the way that he needs to play. But you look at just an efficient game, 32 points, five rebounds, two assists, a block, only two turnovers in this one. This is a really, really good game for the Celtics as far as turnovers go. Uh, But Jalen Brown, 13 of 25 from the field, six of eight from three, six of eight. So the guy was just super impressive tonight. And he came up with a couple of huge, huge shots. You know, the biggest shot of the game will give Marcus Smart some credit for it. He hit that three uh, with a minute 31 left. They put the Celtics up 124-116. That entire play started. Because Jalen Brown got into the teeth of the defense, drew Marcus Smart's defender, rose up, kicked it out to Marcus Smart, wide open three. Marcus Smart had three seconds to just sit there and wait for the perfect moment to release it and hit that bucket to go up eight with a minute and a half left. And that is where all Celtics fans got a little sigh of relief. They got to breathe for a little bit because this Celtics game kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. But Jalen Brown, like he hit the big three to tie the game at 113. Uh, monster block right after that. And then a couple plays later, he has this huge play that gets Marcus for a wide open three. He stepped up in a massive moment and came up clutch. 
He came up clutch. People want to talk about, you know, Jimmy Butler being that dog and the Celtics needing a guy like that. I'm not saying this is the same performance as what Jimmy Butler did against the the Bucks to wrap things up with his 56 points because it's not. But this is a really, really solid performance that Jalen Brown played really well throughout the entire game with. Really well. Uh, and then you've got his running mate, Jason Tatum. This is a really good game from Tatum as well. You know, I've given Tatum a lot of crap through a lot of this series because I thought the shot selection was horrible. And this wasn't a game where I think the shot selection was great by any means. He still took 10 threes on the night, but he hit four of them, 40%, solid numbers, 11 of 20. So again, you're looking at the way he's shooting. He was seven of 10 from inside the arc. Like it's still very clearly the better option, yet he's continuing to take more threes. So again, I don't want to talk too much of the negatives because I thought Jason Tatum really played a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. And one of the biggest defensive plays was Jason Tatum blocking John Collins down at the rim. Bogdan Bogdanovich gets three free throws after a, a tough foul call on Al Horford. It definitely was a foul call, but you don't like to see that in the situation. So Bogdanovich heads the free throw line, misses the first one, hits the second one, misses the third. John Collins gets the rebound and goes up with it. Jason Tatum blocks the hell out of him with 19 seconds left and really preserved this Celtics lead because that would have been a really tough spot if that were, say, a foul instead of a block. Uh, suddenly that's a three-point play. This Hawks team is right in this game. So Tatum stepped up, played a huge role on the defensive end, had two blocks in this one. Uh, but he was an- this is another game where he almost had a 30-point triple-double. 30 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, a steal, two blocks, zero. I repeat, zero turnovers. And one of the things that Jason Tatum did significantly better at with today was, I don't know if avoiding the double is the right play, but playing out of the double, right? He got doubled almost every time he got the ball and he made the right play nine times out of 10. Did he have a couple of plays where passes could have been more crisp that could have actually led to points? Sure. But that's nitpicking. Jason Tatum, really solid performance through and through at this one as well. Uh, and he kind of picked up when it mattered. He had a monster uh, third quarter, good fourth quarter. You know, and this is after a game where him and JB were basically, you know, non-existent down the stretch. So both of the Jays put together a phenomenal performance to close this game out, win the series 4-2. Uh, so really just overall impressive game from the two of them. But that's not it. You know, we saw really good performances from a couple of guys in this one. Marcus Smart right up there with him. 22 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, only two turnovers. Again, as a team, the Celtics crushed it. Seven turnovers as a team. Really, really good performance. But Marcus Smart, six of 12 from the field. Two of five from three, eight of nine from the free throw line. He was like the only one that was super aggressive getting to the rim 
and getting to the free throw line. I should say Jason Jalen Brown was very aggressive getting to the rim. He didn't get a single free throw attempt in this game. Marcus Smart went there and he hit it at a high clip. Really solid performance. And honestly, for Marcus Smart, he started this game like the best player on the court. He had seven points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal in the first two and a half minutes of this game. He accounted for every single one of the first 12 points that the Celtics had in this game. Marcus Smart started early and he kept it rolling. He kept it rolling, but the biggest performance came in the fourth quarter for him. Like huge, huge performance from Marcus Smart in this one. Seven points in that fourth quarter, some of them coming up in huge moments. He had, he missed back-to-back threes at the midway point of this fourth quarter. Joe Mazzola pulled him out. He ends up putting him back in after about a minute, and then he hits that monster three from Jalen Brown. Uh, that I already talked about for a little bit there. But then he also had a beautiful drive, fake kick out to Al Horford in the corner, hits the layup to go up 126-119 with 59 seconds left. So Marcus Smart in this one really stepped up and played phenomenal in this one. And honestly, this was a game where he was the best guard. And we haven't said that a lot. Derek White has been phenomenal this series. Malcolm Brogdon, really good for the majority of this series. Uh, But Marcus Smart, this was a special game. Really good performance from him. Again, you had those back-to-back missed threes midway through the fourth. They were wide open. You're going to take them. It's It's the way it is. Wide, wide open. So overall, he brushed it off. He came back, and he hit a couple big shots. Big, big shots. Uh, It's really solid from him as well. Al Horford was quiet, again, on the offensive end through most of this game. Two points at halftime, but he had uh, five points in that fourth quarter, including a monster corner three from Smart uh, after one of the, like, Jason Tatum doubles. Jason Tatum gets doubled. Marcus Smart cuts to the free throw line. Beautiful pass to Smart from Tatum. And then Marcus Smart kicks it out, corner three. Huge. Absolutely huge shot from him to go up 116-113 with 320 left. So, again, tie game, Horford steps up. Couple of big possessions on the defensive end. Had two steals and three blocks. So, again, beautiful game from Al Horford. 12 rebounds to boot. Right, Four of eight from the field, two of six from three, solid. Defensively, he got he got murdered a couple times, be honest. Uh, but for the large majority of today's game, really solid for Mel Horford. Again, the two steals, three blocks, some of them came late in that game when the Celtics needed it most. So really solid from him. Uh, you saw a really good Malcolm Brogdon minutes again in this one. 17 points, two rebounds, four assists. Uh, and Malcolm Brogdon had a really like solid entire game, I guess I should say. This is a game where he was pretty consistent with giving you good minutes out there. Uh, six of 13 from the field, he struggled from three. And honestly, he struggled from three this entire series. Only one of five uh, in this one, but gave you 30 pretty solid minutes, 29 solid minutes. Same thing with Derek White. Again, his shooting numbers, a little bit off. 
Seven points, two rebounds, two assists, three of nine from the field, one of five from three. It's not Derek White's best game. All right. Overall, went out there defensively. Thought he played pretty well. Thought he played really well, actually. Uh, but again, shot not really there for him today. But we had one other guy that stepped up and played pretty damn good basketball. And that's Grant Williams. You look at the stat sheet, doesn't really show. Three points, two rebounds, had an assist, had a steal. It's Grant Williams. Grant Williams, 17 minutes today. Sam Hauser still got the uh, the initial call, but he went in there and surprised. Like, he hit a shot. He had three points. He hit one of his corner threes in four minutes, and then Joe Mazzulla just opted out of it. He was done. Played his four minutes, and then he didn't play the rest of the game. He went with Grant Williams a lot more. And I'm here for it. Grant looked really good in this one. Again, didn't take a ton of shots. Only He was one of four, so he did take four shots. But overall, came up with a couple of huge stops. Huge stops down the, down the road. One of which was a steal. Uh, almost, well, narrowly avoided a backcourt violation. Got the ball to Brogdon, who then hit a mid-range. Uh, so this is Grant Williams stepping up when you need him right? This is what we've expected, come to expect from Grant Williams. Overall, everybody kind of pitched in in this one. Robert Williams, I thought this was one of his worst games of the series. He didn't look right to me. 17 minutes in this one didn't look right. He closed the game, but four points, six rebounds, two steals, three blocks. That's good. He didn't seem like himself. He was not jumping he was not aggressive getting to the rim. He wasn't aggressive getting the rebounds. It is what it is, right? You move past it. But this game, Celtics, 18 of 42 from three, 43%. Didn't get to the free throw line a bunch, but 94% there, 16 of 17. Got to the, you know, got to the offensive glass. We held them off the offensive glass as well. Pretty, pretty well in this one. They had 12 offensive rebounds. However, a lot of those came in the first, in the first half. Uh, so at the end of the day, you got to be happy with it. You know, we gave up one offensive rebound the entire fourth quarter. And we held Trey Young to just five points in the second half. This was the Celtics operating at a pretty high level. And you got to take it in stride. This is, this is a good win for a Celtics team that really needed it. Really needed it because Celtics fans were flying off the hinges with a bunch of negative talk. But at this point, Celtics are sitting here. We win the series. The Bucks lost. So we officially have home court advantage through the remainder of the playoffs as long as we stay here. And that could bode well for the Celtics. I do want to talk about this Philly series. Before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today 
and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's dive into Philly here. Uh, because they've been on a break for an entire week at this point. And it's just, it's a situation where Joel Embiid got hurt and the Celtics, because they played with their food and did not take care of Atlanta on our home court, instead of starting series number two on Saturday, we now wait till Monday, giving Joel Embiid two more days to rest. Joel Embiid did not practice yesterday. And the latest update is still 50-50, according to Doc Rivers. We don't know if he's going to play. My money, if this is a DraftKings betting option, Joel Embiid's going to play in game one. Uh, the only question is whether or not he's in a knee brace, which it sounds like it's going to be. And at this point, the Celtics need to attack. They need to get out early. They need to attack Joel Embiid while he's injured. Uh that net series for Philly was a little odd because you look at the the leading scorers in that series. Tyrese Maxey led with 21.8 points per game. Tobias Harris was behind him at 20.3. Then you had Joel Embiid, and then you had James Harden. Seems a little backwards, right? I am one. I, I am someone that says Tobias Harris is the most grossly overpaid player in the entire NBA. I think he's on a horrible contract and very rarely against the Celtics, at least does he do anything. I think the Celtics match up really well with him, and he's pretty much useless against the Celtics. So I'm curious to see if coming off of this net series, Tobias Harris looks like the same Tobias Harris that just destroyed the nets. Little curious, obviously Joel Embiid missed a game in there. Uh, you know, even missed some time in that game that he did get hurt. But Tobias Harris had a little bit bigger of a role. That's not going to happen with Joel Embiid playing the entire series. Uh, but I'm a little curious to see if he can actually muster up a little bit of courage and put together a halfway decent series against Boston. Uh, but at this point, what we've learned from this Atlanta Hawks series is that the Celtics can be one of the most dominant teams in the league. We also can be one of the worst teams in the league if we stop playing our game. And our game, what the Celtics do really well, is getting out in transition, pushing the pace. Jalen Brown is one of the best transition players in the NBA. And that's not just some Celtics bias. That's not me saying it. There are plenty of people that will say the exact same thing. So Celtics need to continue to push the pace. It's as simple as that. When the Celtics push the pace, when the Celtics continue, you know, moving the ball, the Celtics play well and they win. It's when you get to end of game scenarios, and tonight I'll give them credit, they didn't do it 
They didn't revert to all that ISO basketball. They continued to play the game the right way. But there are a lot of times, a lot of late game scenarios where the Celtics revert to ISO basketball and it's all downhill. So if the Celtics stick to their game plan, push the ball, move the ball, get into the lane and push out for threes, they can win this series. We've played Philly a bunch, right? And we have their number. We know that we need to let Joel Embiid do his thing and stop everyone else. That's the game plan. Every time you play Philly, let it let Joel Embiid cook, shut down everyone else. Maybe that's the reason Tobias Harris never does anything against us because that's the game plan. But at this point, the Celtics do not have as much rest as Philly, which hurts. And not that it would have been a situation where we would have had as much rest because, you know, anytime a team sweeps, you're going to have a lot of rest. The Celtics also had a weird schedule where they had two days off in between the first couple of games. So it pushed our series out anyway. I don't know if the league just assumed that Boston was going to sweep this series. because I think a lot of people assumed that was going to be the case. Didn't happen. So they put in a couple extra rest days for the Celtics in between the games. And then we kind of screwed ourselves. Pushed this off. Joel Embiid and the 76ers have a ton of time to rest, recoup, and the Celtics don't. At this point, though, Celtics got a couple days off, right? Fortunately, no game Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Three days to go over game plan, figure out what's happening with the health report for the 76ers. Hopefully, again, fingers crossed, they talked about it in this game, Time Lord is not hurt. Hopefully, Time Lord is not hurt because tonight he did not look like himself. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. This was a great win for the Celtics. Uh, Battle-tested at this point. Battle-tested. So Celtics need to continue this level of offense, but completely flip the defense on its on its head because this was a terrible night defensively for the Celtics. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow the Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?